Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I'm your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer. And we're doing something special today. This is going to be one of our uh, interview um, recordings. And we've got no, 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 none other than Fun Time Nerds. Uh, Brett. Fuck Logan Paul, by the way. What happened? I said fuck Logan Paul, fuck by it. the way. Yeah, there you go. Every cast. Every cast. You, you said every <laughs> cast, so... <laughs> Pretty damn close to every cast, I'll say that at least. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, Drew and Lando are also here, and we're going to be talking about um, basically everything that he's been working on that we kind of talked about last time. He was on the, the podcast last yeah. time, it was just me and him just bullshitting about the uh, super secret GP. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I figured, um, yeah, that, oh my God, dude. <laughs> that's part of the plan on this anyway so um we did talk about it before he developed a card game a collectible card game called help from the cavalry which goes along with his book that he is writing but let's before we get into that let's talk about what he has right now he has a published book on amazon a kid's book learning and or learning the alphabet with animals um you can search brett engelbert in the books on Amazon, pick that. It's ten bucks. Read it to your damn kids, um, and then his, obviously his help from the cavalry, um, which we kind of talked about last time. Uh, me and Drew just kind of went over the game, but now we yeah. get to ask him questions. <laughs> if, if you do get a copy of the uh, book as well, though, something that I just want to point out that I think will be interesting. I recycled my artwork. Um, that's how I've been kind of trying to save time so I can spend a little bit more time on artwork and like make it so it's not just like for one card. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. You got your food card in there at least <laughs> or bread, bread. That, no, no. The, the insects themselves. I did. I didn't release any of that. That stuff's all going to come. I'm going to do a, a set of booster packs in the spring. The only thing I think you guys seen that's in that book so far is uh, the black ant everyone kept drawing. That was a common. Okay. Yeah, I still haven't. I still haven't opened the booster packs. Drew, did you open yours? I haven't opened them. You have not opened them. You don't have to. I'm not making any more of those. I'm making everything limited right now. And then when the whole <laughs> game comes out, I'm changing the whole back designs on the cards and everything. So even the people that get the like structure decks and something, there will be some sort of limited resource there. It's so, going to be the same exact structure decks that are just going to look different. We're basically uh, the cryptocurrency people are just holding on to these packs and hoping yes. they'll up in price. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's, that's the whole idea, right? You guys were talking about it on your last podcast, man. We're going to get Card rich. Cardboard is, is our crypto. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It show is. Anyway, so we wanted to ask you a few questions um, about the game because uh, we did. Yeah. We obviously did play it, and yeah. um, what were I know? Okay, so the one question we had, the big one, was when it goes. Okay, maybe we should go over how the game plays again. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay, so you have four different, five different decks. Five different decks. You have a spirit deck. You have an action deck. You have an equipment deck. Uh, and then your ally deck, right? So that's four decks. Yes, you have okay. four decks. You have four decks. Um, you, so you draw two allies, three equipment, and two action so you grab three action cards, two allied cards, and four armory cards. Four the, armory four, cards. the four armory cards are just because there's two-handed weapons. That way you have a better chance if you do that. The whole idea behind the way that I designed that, like, that was to make it so you wouldn't... Um, with that and the spirit cards, it's, it's all designed like that, so you don't have to worry about not being able to play cards. Now, if you put a whole bunch of two-handers into your deck, if you're, like, deck-building it once the full release is out, that's on you. You're <laughs> risking it. Fantastic. 
that was one of the big things that we kind of like looked at because we figured if you only have half the two hander, right. And you have to play it for some sort of reason, you can only use half of it. Right. So we were thinking that maybe if you just had it so you can play the two hander and then whatever else you play with it. And then your two hander, you could either have the option of using the two hander or using the other, um, the other weapon. Well, that's the whole idea. So, so you're not actually supposed to divide up the two-hander. The the deal with the two-handed weapons is the reason why like one card is basically both cards with the two-hander is because um yeah if you don't have both it's not playable. Like right. that's the whole idea behind it. And they're supposed to be like stronger, more badass weapons. But the the ones in the structure deck that you guys have are like more common ones so so that's wrong so that same symbol in the corner yeah you'll notice that they're weaker gotcha so so basically the the two handers because they're so strong you have to draw both of them yeah you have to play both of them at the same time gotcha so yeah that was one of our questions weapons that are like legendary and stuff that would make it so there's like mechanics to draw the others out so almost like a tutor for magic yeah i did like that where you could tutor um like laddie or uh grandpappy or well how you can do it with grandpappy you can do it with laddie too if, if you um move him to the fucking home thing and you use that help from the calvary thing but you can you can potentially get Grandpappy out four times with that structure deck. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, we didn't play it. Uh, we it's okay. So we played three storms, which is the basically the battle rounds. Um, yeah. And what we found in one of them when I had Grandpappy out was that um, so Drew dodged Grandpappy mm-hmm. after I went first. Yeah. Um, I raised yeah. his stat, so we drew, basically. We evened out, so no damage was done. And then that's where yeah. we kind of got lost, because this is how we did it. We did it so um, we kept everything on the board the way it was, mm-hmm. and then we just went to a new action round. So, I mean, I guess you could do that. That, Like, this is where... I I would like to see people come up with other ways to play my game. So like you really could do that, but how I have it written in the rules is um you play uh the thing out for two back and forth and if it goes back and forth twice and still nobody wins, then what you do is it's basically a draw and you both put your cards into the home, which there's going to be more cards that are like more readily available cards that will help you get things out of your home at least at first in series one uh than they will with the graveyard okay so that's why like the whole game's help from the calvary and if you read the help from the calvary thing it it retrieves a whole bunch of shit from your home gotcha yeah we had uh we actually had the opposite effect happen to us we were drawing more stuff from our graveyard <laughs> than we were our home but like I said, we only played three the three battle rounds. And, okay, so it went, uh, I would have gone first, he dodged, or he countered, yeah. he went. Then I, it, it drew, then he countered me again, and um, he ended up drawing against my defense, and then I ended up going, and I ended up uh, beating him that third that next time. So like we didn't draw any extra action cards. We didn't do anything fancy like that. So we just had what was in our hands and use what was in our hands and finish the round until it went and until somebody won. That's how we did it. Yeah. Well, that's how you're supposed to do it. And then you go to the next, you go to the next round where you'd refill your hand. Okay. So we did it right then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Drew, is there anything else you could remember? Because I know the two-handers and then that was like the two 
big things I think we had questions about. No, that was everything that that um, we were worried about at this point. Uh, as far okay. as I can tell, everything else was relatively fluid. Like it, you and I talked uh, talked uh, the, the day after, and yeah. you were, your your intention was to eventually get an app going for it for, for the number crunching. I I would like an app for the number crunching. Um, there is an app though on the Apple Store already. Uh, I think it's. I don't. Your life points. Um, I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this podcast knows what I'm referring to. Uh, that there will be four spots for life. It's what they use on Command Zone, I think. And there will be four four spots for life. There's only four numbers you need to keep track of. So if each person utilizes that on their phone, you can you can do it that way. Oh, that makes because yeah, because that was so that was the hardest part for me was keeping track of all of the triggers because everything triggered off of any everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I I I knew that that was a design flaw, but we were already (laughs) really deep in, and like (laughs) it didn't become apparent to us until we started making more cards and like started doing more interactive things. Gotcha, gotcha. So what made you come up with the game? Uh, like, actually, me and Paul were sitting at his house. I've, I've tried quite a few little things to try and get my art to pop. I've before. I actually, I could take pictures of it and send it to you if you wanted. I have uh, one upstairs, and then there's another one that I it just got lost somewhere in outer space fucking that I designed like way back in high school. But they never, like, made it to fruition. Like, I would start it, I would get so far, I'd hit a few roadblocks, and then I'd be like, eh, I'm done. Um, now, I've tried to do multiple things with my art, though. Uh, like, I tried a clothing line before I did this card game. And I, uh, it was DMT Entertainment and Design, doing my thing, Entertainment and Design. Uh, <laughs> and that flopped so fucking hard dude that flopped so fucking hard like with what it was costing me with how I was doing everything but it taught me a lot about like print on demand services and like what to expect and like how websites work and like the route that I should take to save the most money and be able to do this without breaking the fucking bank so you weren't um, actually, so you weren't but, holding but, on to like, you were just trying to sell merch, basically, is what you're saying. I, I, I want my artwork to be what ends up paying at the end of the day, man. I want to be a full-time artist. And I feel like this is a good way to take a step in that direction. It'll look great in a portfolio. Um, hopefully it's something you guys all will enjoy. Uh the book writing thing is just to kind of not only drive this, but also like I liked creative writing as a kid and stuff. So it would be nice to kind of explore that stuff a little bit more. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, um, <clears throat> but what actually got me started on this, we were playing Skyrim at my buddy Paul's house and I am a creative type. I don't, I, I do play games and stuff, but I'd rather be designing something than like playing with something that already exists if that makes sense right <laughs> so I, I i was taking like notes a... in my phone and that that's literally all it was it was skyrim that sparked it and i was just taking notes in my phone of this idea and then paul looked over because it was taking me so long every time he'd pass me the controller like for <laughs> me to take it and and yeah he was just like well, what the hell are you doing i showed him he liked the idea so he pulled out a big fucking stack of uh, construction paper. We cut it into little squares, and it was all handwriting on squares of paper, dude. That's how the game started. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been gathering from like Mondo and uh, from games by Mondo on TikTok and uh, the Rainbow uh, Becky from Rainbow Rabbits was basically like you get the idea, and then you just straight go to prototype, and then work from there for the most part. You don't know how things are actually going to function until you put things out there. 
And I, I like having somebody else to bounce ideas off of. Like, working with Paul is really nice, honestly. Um, <clears throat> now, his involvement isn't as heavy anymore. But, like, there was, like, a mustache game thing that I tried to make a little while ago. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to come to fruition or not. But um, Vintage Grooming, the company that, like, did the little partnership with me and sent me the waxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Fucking... Um, I was going to design them like a little board game. So Paul sat down and did it with me. And like, it, it's really nice having somebody to bounce ideas off of because there's shit you won't think about that like could break things. And like, there's stuff too that like might be good ideas that you normally wouldn't have thought about on your own. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess my question is, fuck man, I forgot what my question was. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know, know where I was. I kind of ran it, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You no were good. Worries. I had something. I just can't fucking remember where I was going with it. Uh, <laughs> went all ADD now, for a second. <laughs> now, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Now, with the, with the things you're doing with the game going forward, are you going to do anything flashier went down the line? Are you, so, are you endeavoring to add, like, foiling to cards at some point? So... You know, what, what what's your direction with that? So I I would like it to be up to par with things like magic and stuff. That would be great. But I know that that's not any time in the near future. You know what I mean? There has to be enough push behind it for it to get to that point. Because those companies, the companies that'll do like the foils and the regular cards all in a pack like together. Those are like major companies, and they're not going to mess with you unless like you're throwing down stacks of cash and i don't have fifty thousand dollars to get a whole bunch of cardboard printed that i don't even know will sell (laughs) 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 but uh so i'm doing the print on demand service and using the game crafter that's who i use um they it it what kind of sucks is like it takes a while to get your product because it's a small mom and pop shop i think it's like four of them that work in the entire factory um and fucking but they did start offering foils but if you get any cards printed you need a full sheet printed so i talked to people and asked around and like a few people said that they'd be interested so i might do it just to have it there um but there will be basically a regular pack and then there will be a collector's version which will be the same thing i might make it so the rares pop a little bit more frequent in the collector's pack but everything in the collector's pack will be foil. Nice. And then the okay. others, there won't be any foil at all. Because so, unfortunately, that's how I have to do it right now. I was about to say, you're just going full-blown MTG on everybody. <laughs> that's a, that's the only way I could offer anything like that, though, unfortunately. Because I like the foils myself. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day with with the way things are with Watsi and everything else, they literally are the trendsetters when it comes to a lot of the best practices and worst I, practices. But I, when it comes I, to like card quality, what people direction people are used to with car, card creation, like uh, it, it, you, no matter how derivative someone thinks it is, it's probably a good thing that you're you know you're taking some of their advice with that especially because a lot of other companies have kind of gone the way that they have with with the way things are structured so you aren't you're 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 heading in the right direction is where i'm going so so i when i did research on all all this stuff before i got too deep into things um one of the things that i realized was uh i I don't know how many people know this but wizards of the coast owns two of the most original games in the world for two different reasons the first rpg ever to exist was dungeons and dragons the first collectible playable game was magic the gathering these guys did the groundwork for basically almost anything and everything we love all those books on D and stuff dude like if you go to the original books, those were the first time some of those characters were ever even being designed. And everything after that is based off of those. Yeah. True. 
So but I, I think those see... guys heavy, dude. But that's also why people probably like got all serious about the satanic panic because they were like, "Oh my god, these guys started all this." But see, that wasn't <laughs> Watsy. So like, Watsy kind of just bought every everything that was already developed. No, no, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. D and D did not start with Watsy, and neither did uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I think Watsy. The only no. Nope, I was about to say Star Wars, but that was Decipher. I don't fucking remember the guy's name. Richard But the guy that designed Magic the Gathering came in to uh, meet up with them or whatever the fuck, and they did, like, a partnership deal. And it was supposed to be a game that they were advertising to play while you wait for your DM. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was, what, Richard Garfield, right? That's the name. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Fucking, dude... I, I should know these things, and I fucking don't. I, I've read all this <laughs> stuff. I just don't remember the goddamn names, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand how people do that with magic cards, either. Like, there's very few cards that I've actually remembered. Oh, where they remember all the names? Drew's, like, fucking... Yeah. Drew's better than I am about it. I forgot what fucking Howling Mine was, and I loved that card back in the day. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I can't remember the shit for the life of me. I fucking... But there's a whole shit ton of cards. I love my Anawan deck. And one of my favorite cards, the one that makes me mill half the stuff, I can never yeah. remember the name of it. Now that I say that, I, I do think I remember it. Maddening Cacophony or whatever the fuck. <laughs> you could also but, say Traumatized, because that does the same thing, too. Is it blue? It is. <laughs> now he's got to go find another card. <laughs> yep, I got. I've got to add that card to the one now because he's already strong as fuck, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Told you, he's not wrong when it comes to MTG. Like card games in general, I tend to have a better memory for that shit than most other things. But to yeah. my detriment, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's also a reasoning behind the book, though. Because every single successful card game, at least, that's, like, stayed around, there's other things to keep people's interest. It's not just the cards. Oh, so that's true. So the books that you're writing, when is, when is the first book coming? Do we have a date on that yet? I, I, I don't want to give any specific dates, dude, because, like, I, I'll be real with you. I struggle with my mental health and stuff, and, like, I don't know what life's going to throw at me on top of that. So like, I don't like slapping a date on stuff. Not yet. At least it, it, once things get more structured and like, if I was actually seeing consecutive income off this and stuff to where I can quit my job, make this full time, then I can worry about like getting more organized like that. Gotcha. You're not even fucking organized with your podcast asshole. Hey, Hey, <laughs> we, we have it down to every other week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting <laughs> We got it. We got it. It took us 50 fucking episodes, but we're getting there. Hey, listen, we're the one interviewing you. Don't come at me. <laughs> the fucking guy. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Why do, do you want to give us some of the story or is it going to be like some of the we're just looking into the book right now? I mean, I could give you kind of like highlights a little bit, but I don't want to tell too much. Um, so the story is about Laddie and Grandpappy primarily, the first two books that you guys are going to read. Um, I have the first book basically already written as a rough draft. I've sent it to you. You haven't read it. Um, I have read it. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You don't, No, no, no. I've read chapter one. You sent me chapter two, and now it's, like, buried in my email somewhere. So. Exactly, and I got the whole book wrote. <laughs> uh, and, then, and I got half a book two wrote. Um, but, it, but like, I, I'm going back with book one, and I'm going to rewrite it some. Um, but anyways, what it is is it's a story about Grandpappy and Laddie primarily. Uh, Laddie doesn't realize that his family comes from a very special uh, bloodline. That's how I'm going to make it. Um, Laddie's real name is Salvatore. A uh, little Easter egg for some people. Salvatore in Latin means savior. Um, but then uh, Grandpappy's name is Bunic. 
um, which I forget what that means, but I, I know that it had significance to the way that the stories wrote. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, fucking, you go through and Laddie is discovering that he's a part of this like crazy bloodline, um, whole apocalyptic type thing. Like there's evil entities trying to end the world and his bloodline basically stops every single time. And it's like this fight between good and evil. So it's he's, just a classic he's just... hero story. Gotcha. Nice. But it's cool because I, I try to incorporate all the cards that I've been making. Including your uh, food card that somebody uh, tried making fun of you on TikTok for? <laughs> yeah. No, dude, they, they did more than that. That that account, dude, is beautiful. That account is done beautifully. I I would like to see where they take that account. I don't know if they'll take it any further. They've only posted so many videos. I've been checking that account almost every single day, dude. They yeah, made did. fun of everything that you could make fun of with my stuff. And, and, and it's great, though. It's great because, like, <clears throat> it's stuff that I already know, like I sh- like areas I struggle in, like my spelling and stuff. Like, so I don't get super insecure about it. They're not being, like, a big dick about it. Like, they're being, like, really, like, tongue-in-cheek about everything. So, so did you actually but, find but out that it's about you or is it, or are we just assuming that it's I, about you? I'm almost guaranteed it's about me. If it's not, then this person just so happens to have a lot of the sim- same things, but like similarities within their card game, within their like uh, mannerisms, within the way that they spell things like, <laughs> it, like, it, it, and their art is, is very, very minimalistic. Like they did an ant card. Okay. The black ant was consistently popping up in everybody's video that was cracking those three packs because it's the most common card. Um, and while it was popping up all the time, somebody had to have seen one of those videos because this guy literally goes and he just puts a dot on the paper and he makes an ant card. And I think it even has <laughs> similar stats to what the um, text said on the uh, action card. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah so so if if, if if it's not trolling me there is just a lot of coincidences <laughs> so it's definitely trolling you <laughs> it's probably trolling me but i think it's funny i was like dude because you sent that to me and i was just like all right let me go look at this i'm like this dude follows you there's no way he's not trolling you yeah. <laughs> but then he was like then i saw i didn't he goes i just started designing my game i didn't even know about yours and i was like okay well maybe he's Dude, did you lying. actually look at the videos though? No, did, I didn't he, go back. He tried. Back. He tried on two cards, and that was it. The other cards, he didn't even try. Like oh, okay. he, he doesn't actually care, dude. He's oh, just okay. having fun. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I was just like, cause I, when you send that to me, I was just like, I'm like, all right, do I have to get mad at this dude? Like, who the fuck is this guy? And then, <laughs> no, that's all good. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, fair, fair. So, um, how did you come up with the design for the card? How did, like, let's get into the mechanics and stuff. How did you come up with the mechanic of putting down everything, like, all at the same, like, making basically everything happen at the same time? Um, that was a lot of trial and error. Uh, the whole idea, so when I did my research, not only did I look up like where the originate, uh, like everything or originated from and stuff like that, I also looked into um, like what they did for sale tactics. That's why the book. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Where was I going with this? What were we just talking about, Jay? Why did, is my brain work you... like this? <laughs> Two guys, no pills. No. Um, exactly. <laughs> how did you? <laughs> how did you? <laughs> how did you come up with the mechanics? Like, how did we oh, get okay, to? Okay. Okay. Um, so, I did research also on uh, like what people's complaints were about card games, and okay. the one thing that I got with every single TCG that's out there, um, at least it, I mean it might not be every single TCG. I'm exaggerating, but it was a lot. Uh fucking all the big ones at least uh like 
some I think some people call it bricking, some people call it um blocking, but it when you get to a point to where you can't play anything, you end yeah. up with a turn to where you have nothing in hand that's playable. Yeah, you're stalled out. Basically. I didn't want that to be a thing in my game. So I designed the game with the idea of whatever we come up with, we got to get rid of mana costs and stuff like that and like cost to play cards because that's what causes that. So if we if we get rid of the cost to play the cards and we come up with another way to do with us, like that's that's where we'll start. And Paul agreed. He thought it was a good idea. And we just did a whole bunch of trial and error with a whole shit ton of different things. Right on. So you right. still kind of have like that mana cost, though, because you have those spirit cards. And how did you come up with the idea of the spirit cards are, are yeah, there to, set up the to replace the mana because you don't have to play it to play the card. It's just, uh, hey, if you get this, it's almost like a, it, it's a more luck thing. It adds a tiny bit more of a luck factor into it. There's still skill involved, though. And I can prove that by be- beating anyone's ass in my fucking game right now until you guys start getting cards and you guys start building decks because I'm trash at building decks. You're, I see you're a damn liar because you told me the exact opposite. <laughs> you, huh? sa- you said that Paul will beat you every time. No, no. No, 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 no. Okay, when we when we started, yes, Paul hasn't played in forever though. Okay. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I see how it is. Just beat up on the new he guys. Playing it more frequently. Again, fucking, he'll beat my ass every single time, dude. Mm-hmm. He's just better at games like this. But a lot of people are. I love I love card games, but like, fucking, I'm by no way shape or form a good fucking player i'm not <laughs> and i know that yeah that's true so <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> hey you've been taking shots at my podcast i gotta take shots at something here <laughs> <laughs> anyway so no the um the the cool thing about the game is that you don't even really need um laddie and grandpappy to like have a decent game like you can still like yeah you're gonna lose like a lot of health but then like you have to have ways of getting like you said i didn't realize there's four ways to get grandpappy back onto the like out of the home but if somehow you can get grandpappy into the graveyard like then it becomes limited again but that, um, so so with the four ways to get grandpappy out the graveyard thing is another thing uh you can do it with seps from the graveyard you can do it with the imp from the graveyard if you can get him in the graveyard um once he hits your home you can use uh the fucking you can use uh the help from the calvary card to get him back out and you can use the flute as well yeah i ended up using the flute yeah i was like hey i got this like let me use it (laughs) yeah so all right um, I'm, you got anything, Drew? I I mean, I got a few that I, I can think of, but you got anything? Um, it sounds like what you're gonna go for at this point is I don't want to say it's a collectible card game because of the nature of your printing but more akin to like the mixture between a collectible card game and a living card game, because you're being so selective about the way you're printing and you have a more directed approach. What, what would you, what would you personally call your game, at least genre wise? Uh, I would call it a TCG. At the end of the day, that's what it, that's what it's going to be. Like all this stuff that I'm releasing right now, is just kind of collector kind of stuff. Like, it, it, if it goes off well, if I stay at this for the next five years and I do well with it, because I have the whole next ten years planned out. I already know where I want the story to go. I know where I want the card development to go. Like, I, I have that all planned out already, kind of. Um, but if I can keep this going for the next, like, five years or so, I would like the people that supported me in the beginning to get a little extra, if that makes sense. Sure. Fair enough. 
I don't get it. But, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, like he he's asking like is this a living card game or is it a play, like collectible card game like like yeah. how is this right as it stands right now it's basically a living card game. He's right. But that's not what I want it to be at the end of the day. Gotcha. So what you're saying is that once this like first edition is done or whatever or uh, this Once first the run first of it, edition is fully done, that's when the ball's going to actually start rolling. So do you stop printing at the Game Crafter then? Like, will you just be like, tell the Game no, Crafter you're no, done? No, 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 The Game Crafter does booster packs, dude. They do legit fucking booster packs. And, like, they're nice. They're really nice. They're better than fucking magic ones, dude. They're super fucking no, nice. No, but, but can you tell them what cards you want printed? Like if yeah, you yeah, order the they, cards got, and you can they've just they've got a randomizer. It's called a wizard, and it's named after Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast fucking invented technology, dude, where you can log in a whole bunch of cards and the machine prints them off at random based off of generated numbers. Oh no shit! So how many how many cards per sheet, or do they You're not have get to print eighteen sheet? cards in a booster pack in my game? Once the full release is out, you guys will get eighteen cards in a booster pack. It's 18 cards to a sheet. I'm doing a full sheet and a booster pack. Gotcha. So then they can just random, like, if I order three booster packs, it's just three sheets, they randomize it, throw it in a booster pack, and send it out. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> that's that's very Indeed. dope. <laughs> and I can control rarity and stuff, too. There, there's different slots. It gives me five different slots to choose from. Now, the way that I'm doing it is... I'm going to break the slots down because there's three different types of cards that you have to get to. So I want to make sure that you get enough cards to where they're even, to where you guys could actually, like, pick out, like, four booster packs randomly, slam them together, and essentially you're playing Jumpstart. Oh. That's pretty dope. Yeah, but I, I'm dividing up into two sections, so... You could end up with a whole shit ton on commons instead of any commons and slots. But I'm gonna all, I'm gonna to make it so the rarity actually works the way it's supposed to. With like commons, I'm gonna upload those like two or three times more than what I upload there the on commons. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that way it you could end up with multiples of the commons or even multiples of the on commons, depending on how I end up doing it. <clears throat> I forget. I for, I don't have the paper in front of me. I do have it all mapped out. I just don't remember it offhand. Man, you're unprepared. Telling me I haven't got my shit right. <laughs> I'm prepared enough. <laughs> like I designed the motherfucker. <laughs> so with the, so, I guess. With the like the research you did and stuff like that, you were like, "What makes people like not like card games or leave card games and stuff?" You just said, "Fuck people that can't do math or what." But, um, <laughs> so the math factor. Well, I, well, I, w- I jumped on the first thing I seen with all card games, which math isn't a problem in all card games. Um, just yours, right? <laughs> it, it, it is a problem in mine, though. And I, I I feel like there's no way to really get around there not being a problem with one with your game. Like right, there's always right. gonna be something, but I that's why I want to develop the app to make that shit easier. Not fucking just slap QR codes on everything to where you guys can scan the <laughs> QR scan code it. and it'll send you to the app. Nice. No, I mean, so we really enjoyed the game. Like it's like it's fast, it's fun, like. It took us what, like a round and a half to try to like figure out what the hell was going on. But then like once we got it, like it doesn't take long to really like grasp it. It takes longer to like we said, it takes longer to add everything up and all the triggers than it does to really play the game. So that's how we feel. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're 100% right, and that's that's why the app is, is needed. Now, I did it with calculators, like I told you, Jay, um, and that worked pretty well. It made it go a lot smoother. Okay. A full a full game, though, isn't that long once you get the hang of it. No, once I think... Once you get the hang of it, like, we've, I've played a full game 30 minutes before. That's what I was about to say. Like, once we figured it out, like... That can't like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it would take very long to get it. it just 
literally oh. writing the stuff down or using the apps that are available like right now to try to get stuff done. Um, but yeah, it's a very quick game. Even like even the rounds, you're like at the very end when you hit the aftermath stage, you're like, is that it? Like it feels like you're forgetting something. Um, and then you just have to like go to the next thing because there's not like there really is nothing there. Like once you hit aftermath, and sometimes you don't have an aftermath phase. Yeah. And it just it like I said, it sometimes it feels like you're forgetting something, but you're not. Like it's just not there. But you want to know why that is, though, is because the the turns happen at the same time. So by the end of it, you feel like there's supposed to be a different type of progression. You got to get out of your own head with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Once we got once we got through uh, the, the, the second storm, I already I was on. I already had a general idea of how the flow was going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, again, it, it it's going against the grain of a lot of games with regards to turn ordering and everything. Yeah. And it's a good thing, I, but it's definitely something you have to definitely train yourself not to think about as much. Yeah. And then once we figured out the flow, the flow didn't stop us as much as trying to figure out at that point the strategy part of it, like what go what weapons go with who. Um, how to how do the tutor stuff work? How to set up for the next turn? Like that was the kind of stuff that we, me and Andrew, were both kind of leaning into in the second and even the third round that we played because it was like we the hard the, like the hardest part was trying to figure out the setup. We shuffled, we set everything up, and then that first round was like we were just kind of feeling it out. And then after that, we got kind of like by the third round, we were like, oh, fuck it. Let's get competitive. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> so we both like we basically we both pulled the gloves off and I was just yeah. like, I got this. And I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> so it was I don't know. It was fun. Like I said, it's it's fun. It's fast. And once you get it down, like, man, there's no issue with it. Like outside of obviously the math. But yeah, no, the math is the problem. Yeah, and I knew that going into it. I told everybody that. No, I know. So my question is: is if you try to redevelop the game, not redevelop, but if you try to move yeah. into uh, later like expansions, which you plan on, are you planning on fixing the math portion, or are you just going to lean into the math portion? So, so here's the deal. Uh, um, Again, I'm going to go back to Wizards of the Coast, man. I'm, I'm going to reference them a lot. Uh, so when Magic made their cards, mm -hmm. Magic did something interesting that it, it's just fascinating to me that more card games didn't do this. Um, and I think it's because it's so subtle. Like, they probably didn't pick up on it. Magic purposely designed a whole bunch of really strong cards right off the bat. And then they slowly weakened them, but they gave them more and more abilities as they went on. So that way the cards would have to interact with each other more and more frequent. Um, but they've also uh, re-released cards that, like, for instance, like the Black Lotus and yeah. the Jeweled Lotus. Like, the Jeweled Lotus is obviously not as good as the Black Lotus, but they're almost the same thing. Or the it's Nyx just, Lotus. It, it's or just, the... There's other things added to it that make it weaker. Right. And um, you'll notice, like, the numbers on the creatures. Like, the old creatures, not, some of them didn't really have too many effects at all, if any. Uh, but they were a lot stronger. Like, not everything was a 1-1 one, one or a 2-2 two, two, like it is now. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. It's just, And then so, the... I guess was the intention to make it trigger heavy for your game? Uh, uh like how things bounce off each other a lot? Yeah. I yes. Yes. That 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 that's going to deal with the like fucking deck building aspect. Because when you go to deck build, dude, you already seen how like some of those cards like oh, well this interacts with this because of this, this interacts with this because of this, and you'll notice some of them double up. Like so when it comes to the deck building aspect, that's where that's going to come into play. It'll probably be simpler deck building than some games, but I don't know because, dude, some you guys might find ways to break some of these effects that I put on stuff. I was about to say because you can lean really heavy tribal with that, 
that's exactly of. what I went with, dude, because that's how I like to build decks. Like I said, I'm not a great player, but I, I enjoy myself, so I build a lot of tribal shit, dude. And I've done that since Yu-Gi-Oh. So now we get so now we just have to figure out how to break your game, so then you have to FAQ everything and change everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's gonna happen. Like there's someone's gonna break one of the tribes and then you're gonna be like, Yeah, that's not how it was supposed to be. <laughs> and then then we start doing ban lists. <laughs> ban lists. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how that goes. Every card game has them. <laughs> now I got it. Now I have to get a, a complete place. Oh, you don't have deck building rules. I just realized that. So yes, and that's some. I there's one deck building rule, uh, in the actual thing, and that's something Doggo pointed out too. I have to go through and I have to actually add that in, because your deck is always supposed to be the same size. Oh, wait, no, it it does kind of. Yeah, no, it does. It says, uh, play, play decks. Uh, ally cards, 12. Armory cards, 24. Action cards, 18. And then the other uh, rule for it is um, you can only have one of each legendary, <clears throat> which is uh, signified by down in the bottom right-hand corner, though. I mean... Either the right hand corner or the left hand corner. It might be the left hand corner. Did we miss that but or did we just a skip over that? Star. Drew, did we just miss that or we just skip over that? You probably just skipped over it, motherfucker. Well, I'm just trying to figure oh, out. I don't remember deck building rules. It's literally the first page, dude. Page page one is the deck building rule. Yeah, then we probably skipped over it and said, "Fuck it, we got we got a precon. We don't need oh, these no, rules." No, it's not. It's not page one. I'm a liar. Yeah, no, it is page one. <laughs> yeah, we hundred percent skipped over that. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, we yeah, we didn't try to learn that. <laughs> well, it was a pre-con, so I didn't have to worry too much about that. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. And you guys were trying to do it fast. I get it. No, we didn't. No, dude, how long did we spend that? We spent like a good like hour, hour and a half on it. Going through uh, like yeah, step- going through the cards and everything first before. Well, going through the layout. We didn't actually go and look through the cards because I la- wanted to surprise myself with all the stuff. I yeah. felt like looking at it prior to that would kind of, you know, paint things. So I wanted to kind of be. I wanted to be fresh in my head when I was flipping through it. Yeah. Yeah, we spent we spent a while just because we went step by step, made sure we had everything right, and then went into like the actual gameplay stuff. And even then, like that first round. Um, we made sure that everything was done right. We were writing everything down. Um, and then after that, like, that's when it sped up. But, yeah, we spent we spent a good, like, hour, hour and a half on it. I got you. Yeah. No, we, we didn't just give some half-assed fucking playthrough. <laughs> I, I, I just knew that you guys had the podcast that night, and we were talking. You were saying, like, how no, you had to... what time, Drew, you had to... No, Drew, you showed up at, like, 6. So we don't record till like, 10. So, I got you. Yeah, no, he was, yeah. No, but yeah, I actually got there earlier because I knew that, and I knew I wouldn't have to worry too much about Orlando because Orlando was a little bit closer, so. Yeah. <sighs> so. All right, anything else? Drew? I can't think of any other. What are you eating? <laughs> Whatever the fuck I want. Protein chips. I guess it's fair as yeah, long as you're not great. snoring. <laughs> no, that's all I got as far as uh, things are doing. You keep on rolling, brother. So how many people? How many do you have? Do you have like an idea of how many people are playing it, or are literally me and Drew and Doggo the only three that have actually like taken the shit out and played it? That's all I know of, man. And I wish that that was different. I want to play it with people. <laughs> Uh, I, I know people have ordered packs. Um, I haven't checked on that recently, but I know that they were um, queued for printing. They weren't actually being printed yet, though. It, it, like I said, it takes like two or three weeks, and COVID's slowed everything down, too. Yeah, shipping's gotten fucking terrible with COVID. So you gotta set up. You got to set up a super secret GP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do that. 
So speaking you, of that, though, I did do a really cool flame map for Cranko. If you see I was that. yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Like, uh, is Cranko going to talk to Cassius? Uh, well, uh, well, that's going to be the flame map that he uses. Dude. I know that's the flame map that he uses, yeah. but is he going to talk to him about your game? Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That would be super cool, though. Have you he had that conversation with Cranko? Because I asked him if he would plug me, like. Like, while he talks to them, <laughs> if he was mind, like, being like, yo, by the way, like, this is who did my artwork. If if they ask, like, just let them know. <clears throat> and hopefully that leads into a conversation like that. That would be dope. Yeah, it would be pretty dope. And just to get somebody else, get some other, somebody else's eyes on it. Because I know Cassius, he, he runs that, uh, it's basically a card shop. It's got yeah, sports he- cards, magic cards, Pokemon cards, like, it's just cards. So yep, it's cash card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only issue I see is with fucking Joe with Neto, because he went after he left that other show, like his new show, Tabletop Jocks, just is not hitting the same. There's a lot of people that are mad at, at Neto right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I know Cassius is trying to get his foot in the door in the TCG world. And I, I don't know what the beef is between Black Nato and... Uh, the old podcast. Old podcast. So, yeah, I, I have no idea. All right. Fair. It, wait, isn't he getting... He hasn't gotten his VPN st- or uh, WPN status yet, has he? Cassius? What? No. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're 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 raw dogging him. I think right now because he's desperately trying to get uh, get his WPN status. He does, and they've kind of sh- kept shifting the goalposts for getting uh, higher stats because I think he wants to get access to some of the more primo shit that a lot of the the star the like the five star uh, stores get. And, I, and as far as I know, I think he was still dealing with that. Yeah, because he's so. <sighs> I, I don't know if this is legit how it's happening, but it feels like he's one of those scalper shops. That's what it feels like. I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but as far as like Pokemon and like sports cars go, he has that very like scalper feel to me. And, like the dude seems like legit and he's super excited about the hobby, which gets me excited about the hobby. But for some reason he's got that like, scalper vibe to him and i the, no i i know what you're saying dude he's got a logan vibe yeah uh, <laughs> no yeah but, for real but, but here's for real. the thing that makes him different than logan he's actually gonna play the game right <laughs> like, and, like, correct that's why that's why i can't even really be mad about it because it's like the dude actually plays the game like he legit plays it and enjoys playing it that's why he gets me excited for it but like Ah. <laughs> not only that he's a former football player yeah. right I, I think right. that's what it really is dude Logan just left a bad, bad taste in a lot of our mouths like because he was already trying to do other shit and then and fucking goddamn his YouTube dude is a goddamn nightmare with that fucking suicide forest shit you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah yep. the shit that no everybody yeah. forgot about and like let him just fucking ride Fuck Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. But but I I get it though, dude. I get it. But I think he's gonna be a little different about things. I mean, he might have more scalper like prices because of the location. Because I think it's in L. A. So it might be higher in prices because people go there just because he's a football player, dude. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's got he's got that kind of a draw to him. But like, yeah. I get it. Like that makes sense. Like, but. If he's trying to be, like, the replacement for somebody else's shop, which I don't think he's trying. Like, I think he's legit trying to just do his own thing. And like you said, he's going to have a draw because he's, he is an ex-football player. And, like, that's the, the kind of is clientele. Is he an ex-football player, though? I think he's currently playing, isn't he? Is he still playing? No, I think he's ex. We could look it up. Lo- Fucking look it up. Well, no, because, like, when he was doing uh, um, Commander's Quarters, or not Commander's Quarters, shit. Um, God damn it. A command zone. When he was doing uh, 
all the Command Zone podcast stuff, he was still playing. Mm, I'll tell you right now. Apparently, his current team is the Chicago Bears. Yes, he's okay. he's still playing. That's just Marsh plays for the Bears. No shit. That's what it says. Twenty twenty one to present. Yeah. Oh, that was I, real. Re- that was real recent shit. Okay. Yeah, I I was gonna say I thought he was still playing. So is it so his his store in Chicago or is it in L.A.? It's in it's L.A. In a, it's in L.A. Okay. That's a lot of flying around. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he was drafted I don't by, think was, Magic is popular enough for him to want to focus on Magic and, and do all that flying around and all the bullshit that he probably has to deal with to he's, do this. He's from California. He didn't actually care. He's from California. What? I got you. I don't, how does he... This motherfucker plays for the Chicago Bears. He must be. He he must not be a starter. He's Could played be. for a whole bunch of teams, dude. No, I know. I, I'm looking at the list right now. <laughs> That's why I say, hold on, Chicago Bears death chart. That's something like I would know. Like I would have recognized that name if. I don't watch enough about sports. I just did a little research on the guy when Cranko. Uh, Got involved with him. I thought he wasn't. I thought he wasn't playing anymore. That's why I was like, he was doing that. No, I'm hoping that the guest is Post Malone. Oh yeah, Cassius Marsh Marsh is injured reserve fourth string. That's that's why I don't know. That's why I've never heard of the guy until recently. I'm not like I, I get it. He plays in the NFL. He makes a shit ton of money. I get it. Yeah. I'm not shitting on him by any means, but that's why I haven't heard of him. So, but yeah, no, he's yeah. from he's from California, which makes sense on why his shop is in California. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the guest ends up being Post Malone because that was that was Cranko's original wish. He yeah, but how are they going to get Post Malone? Yeah, but how huh? are they going to get Post? Black NATO. Black NATO has played with Post Malone multiple times, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. I watched the games. Don't, uh. <laughs> no, but it was on the other channel, so I don't know if NATO is it, actually it, the it, connection. Dude, it was on multiple channels. Are you kidding me? It was on I Hate Your Deck fucking Command Zone. He's done a couple games with them, dude. All right, all right. I think... I think Post actually fucks with Black NATO. And that's why I hope that it's him, dude. Because if it's fucking Black NATO, Cassius, and Post Malone, fucking. I just have a feeling it, it's going to end up being I'd like z be so Zbex. happy for fucking Cranko, huh? I have a feeling it's just going to end up being like z That would still be cool, though. No, it would be. I just know that if it was Post Malone, dude, Cranko is going to cry. He's going to cry. <laughs> He's going to cry, and it's going to be the best cry of his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I couldn't believe. Like, um, when he started that, like, I was like, at first I was like, oh, man, not another one of these. But then when Cassius finally replied, I was like, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> I guess this is, he like, was, a legit he thing. Was pers- he was persistent. Like, fucking, I feel like you stay persistent. Like, as long as you're not being creepy. Like, fucking, I've seen a couple of them where they're creepy, to where, like, the one with holes or whatever, to where the guy was like, I'm going to watch holes until whatever the fuck his name is. I forget his goddamn name. The celebrity that plays the main character. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, he was like, I'm going to watch holes until Shia LaBeouf uh, watches it with me. Like, that's weird, dude. That's (laughs) weird. You're not showing your face. You're literally just recording Holes over and over and over, repeating the same goddamn thing. Like, dude, Charlotte Buff is not gonna meet up with you, homie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Charlotte Buff is weird. <laughs> he might, he might. But, but if you're I get, not I get what you're that, saying. I feel like if you're 
consistent enough. I mean, Gary V, I, I know you probably don't like Gary V, but Gary V, fucking, he says it all the time. Like, Why fucking, you you'd like be that? surprised if you reach out to a whole shit ton of celebrities how many people you might actually get to hit you up. Like, if you, like, message, like, a hundred celebrities, you might get two or three of them that actually message you back. So, you know, we we reached out to um, Sci-Fi For Me during the whole Ernie Gygax thing, and which ended up being, like, a four-hour podcast. And mm-hmm. that was my first time ever reaching out to, like, another podcast. Like, hey, I know you guys interviewed them, and we'd like to use some of your audio. And the dude legit goes... Hey, can you mind if I come on to give better context? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, fucking come right on, dude. <laughs> like, hell, hell yeah. yeah so, yeah, Jason from Sci Fi for me is pretty cool. I would love to work with him again, but um, that dude's fucking busy as shit. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I just, uh, I, his newest thing was the Gina Carano thing. And, um, Gina Carano working with the Daily Wire, and he's like, if we, if they did a sci-fi show, and we did not cover that because it was Daily Wire, we would be doing a disservice. We wouldn't be doing our best job that we could be doing. Yeah. And I was like, fucking absolutely. Just because of where the media is doesn't mean that you can't cover it. Like it's there. It's sci-fi. It fits your your narrative. Like not your narrative. Fits your like programming why the fuck wouldn't you cover that so i don't know people are fucking weird these days all right any any more questions for mr brett engelbert and the fun time nerds no i got nothing i feel like we've we've covered pretty much everything that he's been doing and keep up the good work brother i'm i'm loving the I'm loving the energy you're putting out there. So if you want to find him and you're listening to this podcast and you're not listening to it because he's said something about it, because <laughs> apparently that's what happened last time. He gave me a giant fucking dick in my analytics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking schlonged my analytics. Um, and you and you want to get a hold of him or find him. Uh, he's on we'll TikTok. What? what? Well, I said, we'll see if that happens time based off of uh the little drama that's been going on within the community <laughs> i mean that's not what happened the first time no i know i'm saying i'm saying like we'll see if this ha- if it happens again this time oh i'm sure because of all that drama <laughs> it might get worse this time shit um <laughs> if you if you if you hate listen to me just know that i'm smiling ear to ear Knowing that I'm annoying the piss out of you with the sound of my voice. <laughs> yes, no, if you hate any of us that are on this podcast, um, thank you for listening. Your support is highly appreciated. Keep talking shit. And go fuck yourself with the fullest intention of the meeting, not just our bullshit ending. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so if you want to find Fun Time Nerds, uh, he is on TikTok. He is Funtime Nerds. Um, he also has another channel which is just dedicated to the game called Nerdy Fun Times. No, Nerdy, Nerdy Fun Time Gaming. Gaming. Yeah, Nerdy Fun Time yes. Gaming. Um, he has his uh, children's book, um, Learning the Alphabet with Animals, on Amazon. It is ten bucks, um, and it helps him out. So you can go check that out if you want a link to buy help from the cavalry. Or even see somebody else, some other content. Uh, follow him on the social medias because somebody did a uh, how to play. Doggo yeah. dude, Doggo dude was also on the yep. podcast when we did our MTG stuff for uh, Innistrad. Um, Doggo's good people, man. Yeah, he did the he did a how to play of the game on his channel or uh, no, on the Nerdy Fun Time Gaming channel, and. Yep. It will teach you how to play, and then if you want your own version, you have That's to go to Funtime Nerds' actual page and go through his link tree to order it. it. So. Uh, unfortunately, until we hit a thousand, once we hit a thousand for Nerdy Funtime Gaming, yeah, it'll it'll be a go go. But yeah, so if you want to pick up a copy of the game for yourself, you can do that through his Funtime Nerds link tree, and yeah, I think that's it, right? You got any other way to get a hold of you? 
I know you said you were going to be starting taking commissions too. So, yeah, no. If, if people have art commissions, I'm definitely down, and I'll get cut you a discount if you let me put the artwork in my game as well. Can we, all right, all right, Lando, you still here? No, he's not. What he's the not. shit? He left. Why did he leave? No, he's he's still here. Here, he's just not here. Here. Oh. Okay, because we we joked. Had, at least he had the politeness to mute himself this time. Oh yeah, fair enough. Wait, wait. So he actually fell asleep? Don't tell me he fucking fell asleep. <laughs> he did. He messaged me beforehand saying he was going to take an hour nap. Oh shit. Well, speaking of that, we, we did mention how we wanted to commission someone to do art of him falling asleep in a chair. It says, who fell asleep for a t-shirt? Yeah, yeah dude, I could do that, and then I could make that into a fucking action card, dude, for my game. And I'll make it so the motherfucker, like, makes your character fall asleep or something. <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll work out the details on that. We'll, we'll add some merch to our fucking shit. That'd be awesome. Okay, so, dude. Anyway, if you liked it, go follow him. If uh, go buy his book, go buy his game, go show him the love that you show the podcast. If obviously you didn't already do that and followed him from whatever he's going to say that he's been on the cast again. <laughs> and if you didn't like it, why the fuck are you listening still? <laughs> Also, people fair. hate watch shit all the time. <laughs> also fair. At this point, I just feel like anybody that actually listens to us, the 3,000 downloads, minus like one person is actually hate us. <laughs> like actually hates us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go follow him on all of his fucking socials. Buy his shit. <laughs> buy our shit. Follow our shit. And uh, as always, stay sexy and go and fuck go yourself. fuck yourself. There you go. <laughs>